Welcome to Rhema for Today Radio. It is our spirit that is born again. Our soul can be renewed or restored or saved, if you want to call it that, by the Word of God. With our spirits, we contact the spiritual world. With our soul, we contact the mental world. With our body, we contact the physical world. Now, when Paul says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. He is saying that the inward man, not the outward man, has become a new man. You have the same body you had before, but this man on the inside has become a new man in Christ. You're listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the series, How You Can Know the Will of God by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's classic message. Now, I like the expression used here in Proverbs 20, 27. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. Jesus said, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. Now that's John's Gospel, 7th chapter, the 37th through the 39th verse. As a result of receiving the Holy Spirit, notice this text said, Out of the belly shall flow rivers of living water. Another translation said, Out of the innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. The Amplified Translation of 1 Corinthians 14, 14 says, For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit, by the Holy Spirit within me, prays. When you pray in tongues, it comes out of your innermost being, your spirit. Therefore, when we read, The spirit of the man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly, we see that the spirit of man is our innermost being, the real man. The spirit of man is the part of man that's born again and receives eternal life that becomes a new creature in Christ Jesus. The soul is not the innermost being at all. It is not the soul that is born again. The saving of the soul is a process. The epistle of James was written to Christians. It wasn't written to sinners. Uh, yet in the very first chapter he said, James 1.21, Receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. A man's spirit, the innermost being, the innermost man, the real man, receives eternal life and is born again. But his intellect and emotions, which compose the soul, still have to be dealt with. They are not born again. They are renewed. Paul speaks about the renewing of the mind in Romans 12.2. He said, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Or it can be restored. Psalms 23, you know, says, The Lord restoreth my soul. Now Jesus said in John 3, 6, That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. It is our spirit that is born again. 
our soul can be renewed or restored or saved, if you want to call it that, by the Word of God. With our spirits, we contact the spiritual world. With our soul, we contact the mental world. With our body, we contact the physical world. Now, when Paul says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. He is saying that the inward man, not the outward man, has become a new man. You have the same body you had before, but this man on the inside has become a new man in Christ. Praise the Lord. I want to state that I'm speaking on how you can know the will of God or how God guides us through our spirit. We have three texts that we're using for our Bible lessons. Romans chapter 8 verse 14 and then verse 16 and then Proverbs chapter 20 verse 27. First Romans 8 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Romans 8.16, the Spirit itself, or as the margin reads, Himself, beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 27, the Spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. Now when Paul said uh, in 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. He is saying that the inward man, not the outward man, has become a new man. You see, when you're born again and become new on the inside, you have the same body you had before. But this man on the inside, which is the real you and a spirit man, has become a new man in Christ. Another translation reads, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, there is a new self. Now, we sometimes hear people talk about dying out to self. However, we don't want to die out to self. We want to crucify the flesh, the body, the outward man. Now, this isn't something that God does for you. You must do it yourself. Paul said, you know, in Romans 12, 1, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies. You do something with your bodies. Well, who is you? You is the man on the inside, the real you. You present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Now, he didn't tell you to die out to self or to the flesh, but he did tell you to do something with the flesh. Again, in Romans 6.13, Paul says, Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin. You see, after you're born again, your body is going to want to keep on doing the same things it's always done. But he said not to do that. Don't let your body do that. The man on the inside, the inward man, the real you, this spirit man, has become a new man in Christ. Let this inward man be the dominant one, not the outward man. The reason that many people have a mistaken concept of, of this is that they don't thoroughly understand the new birth. Some have thought that they were just justified. However, we are more than justified. We have become a new man, a new creature in Christ. This man on the inside which is the spirit of man through whom God will deal with us has become a new man. The old things that were in the old man are gone. 
Spiritual death was there, but it's gone now. The nature of the devil was there, but it's gone now. Hatred and lying were in there, but they're gone now. And the love of God is in there. The nature of God is in there. This is the man that is to be the dominant one. We are to listen to him because it is through this man, through our spirits, that God will guide us. The inward man that we've been talking about has a voice which we call conscience. Sometimes it's called intuition. Sometimes inner guidance or inward witness. There has been much discussion as to whether the conscience is a safe guide. However, if your spirit has become a new man in Christ, then your conscience is a safe guide because your conscience is the voice of your spirit. If your spirit is a new man with the life and the nature of God in it, then it is a safe guide. That's how God guides you. Of course, a person who has never been born again could not follow the voice of his spirit. His spirit would be unregenerate. His conscience would permit him to do anything. But when you have the nature and the life of God in you, your conscience won't permit you to just do anything. If you are a born-again Christian, the Holy Spirit is living and abiding in your spirit. Now, he does not communicate directly with your mind because he's not in your mind. He's in your spirit. He's, he communicates with you through your spirit. Remember Jesus said in John's Gospel, the 14th chapter and 23rd verse, we, Jesus said, my Father and I, in other words, will come unto him and make our abode with him. Now Paul says in 1 Corinthians 3.16, Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? Now again, writing to the Corinthians in the second letter, 2 Corinthians 6.16, Paul said, Ye are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them, and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Therefore, if God is dwelling in us, then that's where he's going to speak to us, where he is in our hearts or in our spirit. You see, it is your spirit, not the Holy Spirit, that condemns you if you do wrong as a Christian. The Holy Spirit doesn't convict of sin. Jesus said that the only sin the Holy Spirit will convict the world of is the sin of rejecting Jesus. It is your own spirit that knows the very moment you've done wrong. I remember shortly after I was born again, healed by the power of God, and back in high school, a boy asked me a question. Now, I'd been around some boys who, although they didn't actually curse, used some words that were almost that. And evidently, I'd picked up one of these words. And when the boy asked me a question, I answered him saying, well, it's none of your business, except I put another little word in there like darn or something like that. The minute I said it, on the inside of me, I, I, I felt convicted. My spirit got my attention. I knew I'd done wrong. I asked God's forgiveness right then and there. And I apologized to the boy and said, I want you to forgive me for talking like that. See, Christians haven't got any business talking slang, if you want to call that slang. Amen. Then the, any more business than they have cursing. Now, this, this boy, this young man hadn't thought a thing about it. 
but I knew it was no way for a Christian to talk. It was my spirit, not the Holy Spirit, that convicted me because my spirit had the nature and the life of God in it and uh, it knew the very moment that I'd said something I shouldn't say. Paul says some very illuminating things about his own conscience, which is the voice of his spirit. For one thing, he said, he always obeyed his conscience. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Call now to get this month's special offer. Two CDs, How You Can Know the Will of God by Kenneth E. Hagan, plus the single CD and mini book, Where Do We Go From Here by Ken Hagan. These three items together are just $19.95. Don't delay. Call today. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. And if you're in the Oklahoma City area, we will have... Carol's Candlelight and Communion on that Sunday night. I believe that's December the 22nd, I believe. 8921 Northwest Expressway. We meet there every Sunday at 6 p.m. We are there live. Yeah, I, uh, you know, you remember they started Saturday night services a long time ago? And so people could be free on Sunday? Sunday, yes. Hey, you can be free all weekend and come Sunday morning. Sunday night and enjoy Sunday morning on Sunday night. That's right. All right. During this holiday season, we invite you to come see the Rama Christmas lights. Over two million lights illuminate the Rama campus in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, nightly through January 1st. For more info, go to ramabiblechurch.com slash Christmas. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan how you can know the will of God. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.